As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As a CEO of a company, how do you develop groundbreaking solutions for aquaculture? That's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This episode, I'm happy to have Daniela Alarbon of Aquit. Welcome to the show. Aquit is a biotech company developing groundbreaking solutions for aquaculture. They created a disruptive and cost-effective technology that enhances fish immunity, improves survival rates, and replaces antibiotics in aquaculture. Welcome to the show, Daniela. Thank you very much, Lourdes. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm so happy that we finally made this happen, so maybe we'll get this show started. And I'm going to ask you about innovation in biotechnology right off the bat as my first question, and then I'm going to go from there. So in this swiftly evolving field of biotechnology, your company has been heralded as a pioneer in several breakthroughs. So maybe we can share um, with our audience, can you discuss a recent innovative project or technology that you're working on, which you believe has the potential to significantly impact human health or lifespan in the coming years? Yes, of course. Thank you very much. So, well, maybe I, I'll start uh, speaking a little bit and walking you through what we've been doing with Aquit. Um, we what we what we've done with uh, with my two partners. Uh, they are both scientists specialized in fish immunity, stress, and welfare. They they are from Chile, and they wondered why um, you know in Chile there's a huge problem that's antibiotics and antibiotics overuse, and um, aquaculture producers in this case salmon producers still don't have cost-effective ways to to address this problem. So sometimes they have to use these antibiotics even when they prefer not to. So what we what we what my partner saw is that they were there were lots of products that were developing by the time like 10 years ago and until now that's um try, that try try to give the fish something that comes from outside the fish, you know, like the like based plant-based or as an immune stimulant, as a way to boost its immunity. And they thought, as experts as they are in immunity, like, why don't we find a way to trigger natural immunity but imitating nature, just as, as nature does, you know, kind of signaling the, the, the fish with its own 
uh, tools, its own monocles, its own media to to do that, to boost its its immune mechanism. So what we've done is that we identified a molecule, something that's from the own fish. Uh, that's um, it's a it's a protein, and this molecule has this this job, this job to tell the fish like you know uh, protect yourself. You know, so and what we've done is we identified this protein and using fermentation and and genetic engineering, we were able to uh, produce it outside the fish and fermentation, uh, and then do it like develop it like sorry, uh, uh, give it again to the um, to the fish, deliver it as a preventive treatment. So what what we think is that. This has the potential, and we had very, very successful trials. And and what we what we believe is that now we're working with seven producers, we'll be able to really um, replace antibiotics in a cost-effective way with this. Very good, just very good. It's just there's a lot of this happening in our space right now, and so I'm sure you started right off the bat with antibiotics which leads me to my next question because there's the question now of ethics and responsibility so biotechnology often brings with it a myriad of ethical concerns especially in areas like gene editing and synthetic biology so how does Aquit navigate the delicate balance between pushing the boundaries of science and ensuring ethical practices and responsible use of biotechnology technology innovations <laughs> okay now it's it sorry first of all um we use safe microorganisms. We use yeast. And yeast, it's well, what they call uh, grass generally considered safe microorganisms. And yeast has been used since ancient times. Like we, what we are, it's called traditional biotechnology, like to make beer, to make bread, to make wine. We use, this is, this is all biotechnology, but it's just traditional biotechnology. What we are doing is, using a safe microorganism that's yeast uh, and using fermentation. So it's kind of, you know, just to simplify it, it's, um, it's making kombucha, you know, now it's kind of, you know, trendy kombucha, but kind of in a more sophisticated way, but it's, it's the same process. Like we have these microorganisms that are very safe and uh, we, we just um, kind of uh, tweak them a little bit with using genetic engineering and produce something but what we produce using this microorganism is already in nature so when we divide that we separate with filter and we what we obtain is something that already is in nature so in that way we can assure that what we are delivering to fish is something that the fish it doesn't um doesn't uh, detect as something uh, you know kind of strange from it and that's why the fish is able to um, bypass uh, inflammatory processes that other immune stimulants, even plant-based, produced because the fish thinks like this is stranger. You know, there's something that's not of my own body, and and the, in this way we are able to deliver something that's that already is in nature, and the fish recognizes it as from him from itself. I like that. I really like that. When you're talking about, you know, natural, organic, so it's not very different from what they're used to. And when you were talking about yeast, um, three bees came into my head. When I'm interviewing somebody, I have like these pictures that pop up in my head. So when you were talking about yeast, you said I, I, what came up for me was three bees. 
beef, uh, you said beer, bread, and beverage like wine. So I got B <laughs> for you. <laughs> so thank you for having that visual in my hand. So in terms of collaboration with AI and emerging technology, which is a big topic nowadays, maybe given the rapid advancement in artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, how does Acquit integrate these tools into your research and development process? And maybe looking towards the future, how do you envision AI and other emerging technologies reshaping the landscape of biotechnological research and applications? Well, first of all, we what we are developing now is, uh, and we've already have an MVP, is um, a bioinformatic platform powered by artificial intelligence. That means, in simple words, kind of it's a pipeline to produce new products using the same approach, the same technology that took to my partners ten years discovering. You now this process will be speeded, <laughs> and and six months, for example, to uh, obtain a similar product for another species, like in this case, shrimp, for example. But would we, it, well, AI is an extremely powerful tool and everybody is taking on also very trend, trendy and everybody's kind of using it and seeing how we can, and we can have to seize, of course, this tool. But I'd like to mention this, don't you know, I don't even, there are two, three rules that there's a science fiction author called Arthur C. Clarke that says like any technology that's so like extremely advanced, like seems like magic to us. And I think that we are kind of, mystifying AI in some way and giving it uh, powers that it has not uh, and, and, and assigning uh, emotions to algorithms and not, not only emotions but powers you know to predict future and it's just a faster way to do what we've been doing so I, I love I, I love to put things in context because it's it's history it kind of technology has been existing no a book is technology it was like the codex and then the 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 papyrus the papyrus so kind of uh, technology is everywhere and we we i think we should not um kind of over it's it's kind of make it into a fetish you know like technology for that and and i think that we have to seize that uh, opportunity we have to use it responsibly and to have in in the case of ai a human-centered ai because uh we do we must not um forget that it it has to be a tool for us aiding us and there's lots of bias that we can uh, reinforce using ai gender bias uh, racial bias lots of bias because ai can't uh, is is uh, nurtured by the information that already exists so we can replicate and we can like create a world like it's it's you know as biased and if we we want to create new things we have to be very very careful on how we um nurture that ai so in in our case translating it directly in what we are doing like it's not that just to build an ai and that works for itself like we have to we have this bioinformatician that's part of our team that says we have to train that ai and to check if what the ai gives us is has sense and makes sense and it's useful so i don't know i, I think that it's it's huge it's important but we have to be very careful in what we do. It's not a black box. 
I like that. I like that very much because you were also mentioning about what, again, I have these pictures that pop up in my head when someone's talking while I'm listening. So what came up for me when you were saying all that were like, I have a mentor that always say H-I plus A-I equals S-H-I, which stand for uh, human intelligence plus artificial intelligence equals superhuman intelligence when we combine both and there's the merging that where magic happens if i have to use the word magic that you said so i'm gonna go now to a non-technical question so how did you get into all this i wanted to get a little bit more about you i know we were talking a bit before we started the show but maybe tell us how did you get into all this wow well it's it was an amazing journey i i had been working since 2018 with a with a extra vegetable expert company where i was manager of r d and this company worked with the uh, feed additives to modulate the microbiome in animals i developed a product to modulate the microbiome in, in humans and uh, directed to clinical trials one during COVID with COVID patients, so it was very challenging. And then with IBS patients, and I, I could, I fell in love with science and working with biologists and like making something impactful, you know. And, and what, at which, at one point in these uh, trials, like I was talking to patients and they like said, "Doctor," and said, "I'm not a doctor. I'm going to go to jail if you, like, you know, like like seeking for advice and all that." And and I got very involved in the protocol and I ended being the co-inventor of the patents of this of this uh, formulation in the, in Italy that was also uh, launched. And after that process, I was kind of, this is what I want to do. I want to do that for myself. I want to do something significant with this. And well, and I entered a company builder, an incubator in Argentina that's also Latin American, that it's kind of a Tinder, you know, for entrepreneurs, and scientific projects. So I was selected within like all the kind of 300,000 entrepreneurs that were applying there with like lots of challenges. And and I get into as one of the 20 and my partners, as because they were, they won the sustainability prize from the global, global agriculture challenge from the Yield Lab Asia Pacific. Like they were called into the, the accelerator and there at a program called Ignite, uh, we met and we matched and since last year, we've been working there and, and kind of, you know, they were working in this, uh, well, trying to replace antibiotics. And that was something that was I was already working, you know, and, and kind of I was very, very aware of the importance. I went to these this, uh, WHO meetings and the Organization of Animal Health. And uh, I, I was really aware that it was it was a, a terrible threat. So kind of that's, uh, you know, aligned with, with what I what I knew and what I wanted to do. So, well, and, and, I, and they're, they're marvelous. They're a great team. So I, I, I've been very lucky so far. It's just amazing how to hear your story because I know we met, I don't even realize that Larry from the Yield Lab Asia Pacific, who is partnered with Claire Privila, who is one of our members in our Sustainable Aquaculture Mastermind. Oh, it, was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing too, because I was watching that Global Aquaculture um, Challenge. And maybe you can tell us because you just also recently won an award. So tell yeah. us more about that. Well, uh, but first of all, I can believe that you like that was the connection because I was last week with Larry in Canada and he told like you must <laughs> speak to Lourdes and I said yes. I've already spoken with her and we're 
But well, we last week we were in the responsible uh, seafood summit of the Global Seafood Alliance in Canada, and we had been invited because we were a finalist of the Responsible Seafood Innovation Award, and there we were selected as the winner of the aquaculture category. So, well, kind of, we we can't believe that we are so excited about that. We're thrilled. And um, it was an amazing experience, you know, to be to be able to present what we are doing in front of all the industry and like like major players like Cook Agriculture were there and the team like saying, ah, I like what you've done. We voted for you. And that kind of things was for us was was really amazing, amazing. And coming from Latin America, that's. You know, it's a little bit not not only longer to travel to trips, and but also you know, kind of you feel a, a distance. And in in this place is that I've been all twenty twenty three. I've been to. Uh, Blue Food Innovation Summit in London, Ocean Innovation in The Hague. It was a great gathering. Aquanor. So it kind of, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm entering a family here, kind of, you know, this niche of people. And like, we start to know each other. Uh, like, uh, there's people from, for example, Tor from the fish site. I told her, like, we we met in three different countries this year. And I said, like, I'm missing you in Canada. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's lovely that that to be able to be part of this of this kind of small world. It is, and I'm glad that you brought that on because, as a lot of people know, in this industry, it's very fragmented, but it's also a very small industry, and so people, it is a family in a way, and so we just have different friends, relatives, and families in different sectors. That that it's true. You just get to meet them all in different. I guess events and what have you and here we are talking now to you like I would have probably not able to reach you if not through some referral one way or the other so thank you very much Daniela my biggest takeaway from our conversation is when you were talking about working with nature I think as entrepreneurs and sometimes when we go into commercial people forget about that that we have to honor nature um, nature nurtures you know this the saying goes so how can they get in touch with you Okay, we have a website. It's www.aquit.net. And also there is my email. It's d-a-l-l-e-r-b-o-n at aquit.net. So what we like, just get in touch and, and we are now kind of trying to, to, to work with the aquaculture producers to try to solve the problem. So we, we'd love to, to hear from you. And, and of course, sorry, can, can I say something more? Like we yes. are looking for in, interns to help us now. So if there is students, you told me that you have students in your audience that would like to, to work with us, well, we'd love to. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much again, Daniela. And to our listeners, I'll see you next week. You know that we build a home from the Philippines every time we launch an episode. So I will see you again. And thanks again, Daniela. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you. Thank you, Lourdes. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. 
For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture. <music>